2: Hey, yo, what's good? Check it out. This is your boy, Elder Sensei, one half of the legendary artifacts. You are right now in tune to my man, Tim Einenkel, at the library on rapstation.com. Let's get it popping, y'all. Artifacts, peace, Elder Sensei. I'm out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 It's my man, Duplicate Sensei.
3: The Emotos Project, featuring Elda Sensei's latest album, was and is called Rogue Agents. It dropped late last year, but is an album that should be talked about and blasted from your speakers for a long time. I had a great honor to talk to Elda Sensei, the lyrics behind the album, and I have a great honor to speak to the man behind the beats, El Spitover, producer Luis Duplicats Reyes. Uh, Duplicats, thanks for joining me on The Library with Tim Reinekelle.
4: Hey, thanks for, for having me i my up. Been a fan now for quite a bit, um, especially since you guys started rocking the album and playing cuts off. With it. I've been listening to, you know, a lot of your interviews, and in particular, I really dug the one with Crooked Eye. I'm a huge Crooked Eye fan, and um, it's cool because a lot of your interviews, I've mentioned this before, it's like a, you know, you should you should do like a inside the rapper studio because <laughs> it, it feels like a it feels like a genuine conversation. It feels like someone you know, you, the person who's interviewing the artist, it feels like you've done your research. Like, you actually know about uh, the people that you're interviewing. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely honored to be um, with yourself being interviewed. It's, it's awesome.
3: So, uh, the Motors Project featuring El Desensei, I mean, I think a lot of us want to know, how did you and uh, El Sensei link up? Well, a mutual friend of
4: ours, uh, so Wallace, she introduced us and, um, she was like, Hey, you know, uh, if you have some beats laying around, she knew I made beats and her and Elle go way back. So she was like, Hey, you know, if you have some beats and them over to Elle, have them check them out and so on and so forth. So I put together a batch of beats and send them on over and he liked a bunch of them. And one thing led to another actually pretty, pretty quickly, um, He ended up rapping on about four of the beats and was actually kind enough to pull in Craig
2: G to rap on one of the Uh, beats. Yo, it's Crack G. Duplicates, I'm a sensei, we smash, it's classic. Hip-hop, yeah, we get it drastic. Get your ass kicked. If you ever think you're testing us, I got my mic. right now, get your weapons up. Lyrics, skills, the way they come is effortless. Verbally, I am smashing MC. Just leave it left to us. Look a little closer, you'll never ever get the touch. Switch gears on an MC. Now watch them hit the clutch. Rip them up. Send for sanitation to come pick them up. Power from my verses, have enough strength to live a truck. Duplicate, duplicates, break boys. Who or what? Treat them like type retail shoot shoot them up cuz we always represent hip hop to the fullest with skills we don't need the guns and bullets so everybody put your hands up and make noise frank g hellas 68 and the break boys let's go
4: so he sent me back the vocals and I kind of tinkered away on my own in my own lab I was living in Vermont at the time actually and um the ep which was mixed, recorded and mastered in 2008 didn't come out till 2009 and we didn't actually meet until after the EP was released I mean like it was on iTunes and the whole deal oh, wow. by the time he and I met yeah so when he and, my, he and I met was when I moved down to Jersey in 2009 we hit it off immediately and we started like hanging out and just outside of music, like not even just hanging out in the studio, but going to shows together. And, you know, I'd give him a ride to the airport. He'd come over to my house and we'd have dinner and the whole deal. So we actually started bonding. And I think that's why if you listen to the EP and then go and listen to uh, the album rogue agents, that's one of the reasons why it sounds different is because the dynamic between MC and producer Became a lot more intricate. Like we really got to know each other. I really got to know what made him tick, and he got to know what made me tick. And we kind of developed our own little shorthand in the studio, and when we talk about beats and rhymes and all that kind of stuff. So that's one of the reasons I think you know, if you listen to those two back to back, they sound different. And it's not to say that you know the EP is whack in any way. Um, it's definitely different. There was a mix between hip hop and drum and bass. But then by the time we got around to Rogue Agents, you know, we had, we had ideas, we had a scene going, we had certain threads we wanted to follow and certain points we wanted to hit on. So, um, so yeah, that's, you know, the, the story of how Elle and I met originally.
3: Cool. And I was asking going to ask this a little later interview, but you, you kind of, you kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, when producing as a producer, I guess when producing a beat, um, how important is it to like? I mean, for L the sensei, for example, how 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 important is it to you to actually? I guess, know who's going to spit on the beat, um, just because like I'm wondering like if there's a guy who has a let's say for example an MC with a bassy voice, I imagine as a someone who creates music, you probably then would have less bass in the in the music, right?
4: Right, right. Wow, you you listen to music, don't you, Tim? Yeah, I do, I do.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, you do have a point. Um, keeping it, you know, relative to, to L and Rogue Agents, if you notice, with Rogue Agents, there's a lot of um, horns in it, right? There's, like, if you listen to... Um, I don't know, On the Rise, and if you listen to Pass It Off, and there's a lot of brass and major play. There's a lot of brass in the album in its entirety, and one of the reasons is because, aside from the fact that we wanted to make, like, a statement, right, and brass horns, you know, trumpets and trombones and saxes, they kind of had this, um, I'm going to make a statement sort of a sound, very celebratory type of a thing, but aside from that, El's voice tends to sound very big, very in-your-face. Um, I recently read on a blog, like, El, the sensei, does bully rap, so to speak. I didn't realize, you know, there was such a thing as bully rap. I'm like, El's cool. He's not a bully or anything. But <laughs> I, th- I think with the, the point they're trying to get across is that he his voice has a lot of presence, right? right? right. So I think the brass is something that um, also has a lot of presence, and complements well. It goes well together, right? Um, and then at the same time, I also use a lot of keys. For some reason, I think the texture of his voice sounds really good, whether it's for the Rhodes or Hammond or even just a, a grand piano. It's just, depending on how it's played, obviously, it sounds really, really good. Mm. There's a certain, when, when I'm mixing his vocals, there's a certain compressor settings that I use because I know that when I bring in the bass, his voice is going to be so big that the bass will get you know, drowned out if I don't mix it right. So actually there's times when I'm mixing his vocals where I take away a little bit of the bass on his vocals and mix it just right. It's, sometimes it's hard to tell if you listen. If I do it the rightest way that I can, it's hard to tell that I've taken bass away from his voice. But I do to make room for the bass line in the songs and bass and room for the bass and the kicks and, and all that kind of stuff so um, you're you're right just to ask your question there are certain ways I need to approach the beats I'm going to present to him because I know the texture of his voice and that goes back to uh, the relationship he and I developed where we got to know each other not just as artist and producer but as people you know I kind of got into his head figure out what he likes and you know things of that
3: nature Oh, cool! And, as, and and going back back to the EP, I mean, do, do you feel that? Do you ever feel that you you would have loved to do, redo the EP again? You know, again, a uh, post meeting him, I guess. I mean, do you, do you ever look at it and be like, oh, it would be so much different, and I would have done this, this, and this, or, or are you just like let It you know, it happened. It happened.
4: Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I was just thinking of that recently, um, only because. We planned to do a remix EP to Rogue Agents, and I was thinking, man, what if, you know, I go back and take the original EP and remix the entire thing or redo it, so to speak? Yeah. Um, I mean, it is what it is, and I'm happy with the way it is. Um, I did a little bit of that with Rogue Agents. The last two songs, if I remember correctly, are actually remixes of the first E. P. two songs from the first E P. Right, yeah. But I think it'd be i think it would be cool to go back to the E P knowing what I know now and us knowing what we know of each other and reinterpret it so to speak, even if it is the same music, but just do a remix down of the music and, and maybe add a couple of elements and switch some things around. I think it would be interesting, especially in this day and era where you have all these different reinterpretations of original things, you know, like movies, they keep doing the same Batman over and over, they keep doing the same Spider-Man over and over, well, why couldn't you do that with, you know, with music a reinterpretation or reinterpretation or a reimagining of a piece of work, you know, so I think it would be cool to do that.
3: That's dope. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. We gonna try something. We're going to try this. Stupendous mouth off. Right hand and not the southpaw. Able to rock glass shawls. Statue lean. Six foot dream. Stance in the
3: cross battle. Ready for my team. I want to go to the... Um, we're talking about Rogue Agents. And I want to go to one of the first songs that you guys... Um, you and L kind of quote unquote chiseled during the recording process of the album. Which was On The Rise. Yeah.
2: Uh. Immortals. Part 2. Yes, more jerseys-ish. Duplicates, elder Sensei, let's go. Uh. Immortalized, revered, <laughs> uh-huh. lyrics are common here. Necessary and flawless, we sip off it and out of here. Idea. Me and Duper like beer, repiffery,
3: special delivery. Favorite, decade, me specifically. How did that track come together? And also, as a producer, what did you want listeners to get from this track?
4: Man, that's. For me, that's one of my favorite tracks. One of the reasons is because it was the very first song that uh, we decided to do. Um, I think, and I always say this, L. I'm super fortunate to work with someone like him because when I approached him about doing Rogue Agents, he didn't—he hadn't even heard any of the tracks that I had done. He was just like, "Yep, sure, sign me up. Let's do it." <laughs> like he didn't know where I, I was at mentally or what direction I wanted to go in artistically he was just like yeah let's go ahead and do it so one of the first tracks that he heard like the new batch of beats that I was making was on the rise and um, it's funny oh has a certain laugh and I'm not going to imitate it because <laughs> first of all I think it, I, I think he'd be you know upset but um, <laughs> he has a certain laugh that I that he'll do when he's into something. And when he did that laugh, when he was listening to the beat, like auditioning different beats and he heard that one, and he did that laugh, I'm like, oh, I think I got him. I think I got him (laughs) with this one. So, um, And the cool thing was, I I didn't frame it for him. I didn't say, okay, so on this one, what I want to do is X, Y, Z. You know, some of the beats, I would kind of give some direction and then just let him run with it. Others, I would just let him do, I was like, just do you, do do." do whatever you want to do. And that was one of those um, one of those songs where I was just like, okay, you like it, go ahead rock with it, do whatever you want to do with it. Um, the only thing I told them was like, I wasn't going to do a scratch hook on it. You just got to, you know, just ride a hook, you know, just do whatever you want. And um, I think it came out beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said before, we said before that song really did set the tone for the rest of the album because when you heard the beat, he was like, dude, this doesn't sound at all like the EP. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't want it to sound like the EP. I want it to sound different. I wanted to make a statement to say, hey, that was the EP, guys. Okay, you're, we introduced ourselves to, to the world. Now, watch how we'll flip it some, to something else and give you something that you didn't, you know, you weren't expecting from us. So
3: That's cool. And... And, and you just mentioned you said you know on the rise you you wanted it, that to make a statement. So I'm just curious, but on the rise is, is not the first track of the album. Uh, let's get it, let's get it is featuring set out X. So I'm curious, with that being the first uh, track of the album, what statement were you making there?
4: So it's funny because on the rise was not only was it going to be was it the first song we recorded, but because it has this like. Boisterous big opening, like with the horns. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be the first song on the album, it's gonna be great. We're gonna come in, gangbusters, bust the doors open, make the statement cool. And then, as more songs were recorded, I started having second thoughts. I'm like, do I want to make it the first one? Do I want to make it in the middle? Do I want to put on the rise still in the beginning? Who knows? So then what the, the, the version you hear of let's get it on the album is entirely different than the version that was recorded as far as the music goes um, I did that that was actually one of the last songs I mixed for the album because I got Sadat to, to do some some vocals right as I was like hey I need a hook you don't have to do something that um, that rhymes you can just be digging up L. Actually, I want you to talk on the hook. Just that's and this was while they were recording the XL album, right? right. So he goes in there and he's like, "This is L, my man. Good, my man. L, y'all gotta watch. Y'all coming in? You know, you know what he does.
3: Yeah, on, totally. On the
4: songs. So when he's doing the hook, I'm like, "Oh man, this sounds cool. This <laughs> sounds good. Actually, wait a minute. This sounds like it could be." the introduction to the album because big, huge, huge shout-out to uh, Sadat because he held us down on the album. He comes... He appears several times um, throughout the album. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make this the first song on the album. And then there's an interview that... kind of like an interview slash breaking down of our songs that Elle and I recorded just before the album came out. We did, like, a couple of videos... And so I took some audio from the videos that we did and put it at the end of that song. Yeah. And it was funny because I didn't <laughs> I didn't tell L about that song literally until the album was just about to come out. It was like literally two days before the album came out. <laughs> nice. And I was like, hey, um, you buy your email? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm going to send you something. He's like, all right, cool. But so I said it to him, he's like, "Yo, when do we do this? <laughs> 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 and I was like, um, yeah, I just kind of remixed it about a week ago, and I got to that to do some. He was like, yo, this sounds great. This sounds awesome. So, um, so yeah, originally On the Rise was the first song. And then, like I said, as the process um, continued, you know, we recording our album, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to make it the first song. I think I'm going to make Let's Get It the first song. So I we did the whole beat. The rods are still the same, the order in which he laid down his verses was still the same. But then uh-huh. um I was like, Man, I don't have to hook so I got the doc to come in once again and he held us down lovely. So once again, huge shout out to, to Dotty X for holding us down the whole album.
3: That's cool. And that's that's real cool to know that the that last part of him just talking is you know something obviously you, you created, uh, because it actually is one of my favorite parts I think of the album where it's just like it's like totally it's like, it like it it, it 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 kinda like puts the exclamation on the intro track.
4: Thanks, thanks. Okay. Yeah, and that was you know, that was part of the point, like, you know, it sets you up for what we thought about and what else thinks about the album and, and why you should check it out and, and like he even says it himself, hey, you know, not everyone there's still people out there who don't know about me. yo, so this is Duke we're doing this album and you know, join us and it, I think it's a perfect way to, to
2: start the album.
3: Cool. I wanna talk about uh the, the the track major play featuring Sonatics.
2: More than uh, six teams, big first team, 32 months and best things. In crime, in crime, written up for collaboration, maturation, saturating, more that's evaporating. Music is aspirating, I don't simply have the patience. to entertain the to listen to what y'all making. Me and X be ready, passports, stems, heavyweight, bring it down in every
3: state. Elder Sante has said that this is a beat that his fan base wouldn't expect to hear him on. So I'm just curious. Was it from from your point of view, was there any hesitation to create this beat? And as a producer, do you have to consider what the the MC's fan base is used to hearing them on, or do you not really consider that?
4: Um, Tammy, you and your good ass questions. You know, I think I think initially, and when I say initially, I mean going back to the EP. I wasn't thinking about El's fan base. And so that's why on the EP you hear, like you hear straight ahead of hip hop, you hear drum and bass, you hear song, there's a song on there that's just strictly an instrumental song, there isn't even any rhyming on it. But with Rogue Agents, it, it was definitely a lot more strategized. I thought of his fan base in the sense of, I do want them to hear him on what Would quote unquote be a traditional LB, but at the same time, let's challenge them a little bit, not necessarily alienate them, but let's challenge them a little bit, throw them off. Like, as soon as they hear the beat, they're like, oh, wait a minute, L's going to rap on us? Okay, let me stick around and see what the heck is going to unfold, because I've never heard L rap over something like this. So, to answer your question, Yes, I was mindful of the plan base, mm. but I didn't let that box me in entirely and completely. And so I think that's why major play, in my opinion, works so well, because no, it isn't a beat that you would immediately think of El Sensei when you hear it, but at the same time, when you hear him flow on it, in my opinion, when you hear them go back to back, it's like, okay this works. I mean, I'll tell you what, when I was in the studio and I heard those two rapping over it, I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is going to be one of my favorite tracks and the album's not even done yet, but this is going to be one of my <laughs> favorite cuts on the album because when you're in the studio with them, you watch El Wright, you won't hear him rap, you'll just hear him, you'll see him, you know, writing and bobbing his head up and down with Sadat, you can hear what the flow is going to be, but he's not saying the words, oh, right? So it's almost like a mock, mock rhyming that you hear him. So you hear him go, ah, 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 ah. so you're like, okay, well, what the heck is he going be to be saying? Because I hear the flow, but I don't hear the words yet, right? And uh-huh. then they go into the into the booth and when they're spitting it, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, this is going to be. Insane. I was like a kid in the candy store, literally, when I was in the studio. I was so freaking happy. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, um, you know, like I said, I didn't let uh, their respective fan bases completely box me into what I was going to do. Um, but I did uh, decide to kind of like, okay, I want to challenge a little bit their fan base, not alienate them, but just challenge them just enough. So,
3: when. When you when you're creating a beat, how important is it for you um, for you to, I guess, agree with the lyrics that the MC is spitting?
4: That's a fine line to walk, right? So you want to, as a producer and just as a creative, you want to allow the, the artist to feel unencumbered and say, okay, you know what. I can't really, the same way that I was able to freely create music should be the way that you should freely create verses and lyrics and your side of the songwriting. At the same time, there are times where, depending on, and of course, you know, depending on who you're dealing with, but depending on the subject matter, as a producer, executive producer, you need to be able to... Gently guide, if you will. Um, I've been fortunate enough that you know when you're dealing with a cool key, a Sadad, a JR, you know, Ellis, say internal quest. They're professionals to the point where I can just give them a couple of sentences. You know, if I indeed have an idea for us all, I say, you know, they'll say, "Oh, so what are you looking for in this one, Duke?" And I can just say, you know what. It was like, take, uh, pass it off, for example. That's a perfect example.
1: hell you got next? Nah, let me pass it off. Question, who's next? Nah, let me pass it off. Yo, who up next? Jersey never wraps up. Yeah. John Roberts sent cut set it off. Partridges ready, don't forget it. Also got the BX and Farrock in my spirit, don't get it twisted. Tri-State Ron grace kicking up ballistics, tundra like blizzard, microphone wizard.
4: Yeah. We were gonna record that. I told them, hey guys, I have an idea for this. You know let's do like a, a back and forth type of thing, especially on the chorus, where you guys are just passing it off to one another to one another. And I literally said passing it off and El was like, All right, cool, got it and he ran with it and that ended up being actually the name of the song. I was planning it for it to be that way but that ended
1: up being the name of the fans
4: for me I find that if I give just enough direction it allows for room for them to be themselves while at the same time you know the ship is being guided so to
3: speak in the right direction Hmm. actually wanted to ask you about pass it off because it's actually i think one of my favorite one of my favorite i have many favorite tracks on this album and um (laughs) and i'm sure they're going to change in tomorrow but pass it off i think (laughs) it's just like i mean it's just everything about that just seems i mean it just works like you know like l passing it off you know like to to J. R. Robinson to Internal Quest, but then also the beat is kind of is they're all seamless. Uh, can you just talk about the creation of that track?
4: That, as far as the beat goes, um, there's a song called uh, there's a song called Losing Out by Black Milk featuring Royce 59. Okay. So the beat is actually an inspiration from Black Milk. When I heard that Black Milk song, I'm like, dude, what the hell were you thinking? What were you on when you made this? So when I heard that, I'm like, okay, I gotta make something. I gotta make something right now. Like, literally, when I heard that song, I'm like, okay, I gotta make something right now. So I wanted it to be something that was, like, as soon as you heard it, I definitely wanted no one to mistake where we were from. Like, I wanted it, I literally wanted it to sound like an East Coast track. Um, and I wanted it to be I wanted it to be in your face. I wanted it so that when the beat came in, you were like, oh my God, wait, what's that? Like, there's tracks that you hear that you can hear in the background, and you're going with it, you know, it's mellow, it's cool or whatever. And then there's tracks that, you know, kind of stop you in your tracks. And my idea was for that song to be one of those songs. And I was like, guys, I just want you to go in on the beat, like it's not a, there's no huge otherworldly highbrow conceptual type of thing, I just want you to go in, do what Jersey MCs do best, literally and just mm-hmm. attack the beat and, uh, and annihilate it, and um, I'm super fortunate and super happy with the results, I think everyone came through with flying colors and it was the first time that I've worked with, with JR and I've met him before but I've never actually had the pleasure of working with him and Tell me, when I got the vocals back, I'm, I, I told them, I'm like, the texture and the tone in your voice, I think it's fantastic, and the way they play off of each other, especially in, on the choruses, mm-hmm. I think it worked out. I think it worked out great. It was fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's how the beat came, came about as far as the inspiration behind it, and then, you know, the direction that I gave the guys was just go in. There's no... This is a little break from the espionage Spy theme that we're doing in the album Man. And we're just going to go in So, and um, I'm, I'm super happy With the results because they came through with Fine colors in my name.
1: Sorry I cut the grass, exposed to Pythons You can't tell this shit when I'm rocking with icons no. Sir, everybody in the game now Second nature, They Stern out do really know with Catch me on the mic, MP, you're the faders You ain't for jerk, then I owe you no favors Amber Rose doll, clean up Top out the 2 our boy beating up Rocks, spiritual but residuals make you sing. Scar take one the dollars to make a change. What you
2: up next? Nah, let me pass it off. Jay, <sighs> yeah, you up next? Nah, let me pass it off. Yo, who up, <laughs> up next? <inaudible> Jersey never <inaudible> outsaw. Yo, I'm up next. I'll it all. When it comes to all out provider, we start a winning game. Marvel out and gauge, be hard headed to blame. Style built in and waves and trained to obtain. Flowing propane, soul bang coming up the post game. All confident, team playing, we dominate. Yeah. The same jersey and every follower was sponsoring. Never buy a product, we concentrated the Make a script coded for writers who try to filter it. Stick to the gun, stick to the program. Stick to the sick grammar, spitting programs. Try and true and climbing every obstacle. do now because the chances are impossible. Constable of rock, chaining down bellies. Lie telling it all for music that you're selling. J. Ma and Quest, they're joining up the resistance. Duplicate signature man, since they got assistance. Hell you got next. let me pass it over pass it off, tell yeah, you up next, nah let me
1: pass it <laughs> off, duplicates on the beat, send it off.